Welcome around the workstand, Mark. Hey, Susie. How are you this week? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Doing doing well. We had a good time this week. We got invited to an NBDA P2 meeting. Yes, they let us talk to people. Yeah, that was great. And it was, was great. Me, me and you and Lauren Webb, who was a former guest on the podcast mm-hmm. here, and Matt Vieira, also a former guest. on. Everybody that we brought has been on the podcast. Wow. Absolute stars. Yeah. I know. Good times. Uh, we talked about how to improve e-commerce performance. Yeah. And, and other things, but that was the primary objective. And so we talked about, I got to talk about website setup and the things we do to configure websites. Uh, you led us off with um, some general ideas of what we were going to talk about and, you know, why we know these things and the broad reach of our client base. Lauren talked about email marketing and Matt mm-hmm. finished it off with some Google Ads information. It was a ball. Yeah. It was a ball. Um, I... Yeah, I was just, I was so happy to be there. We got Heather was a, an awesome host. We had yep. some excellent questions. I was really blown away by the questions. Yeah, and that's kind of the the impetus for the notes you put together for today was they were good questions. So mm-hmm. let's go over those. And for those that weren't there or aren't part of the NBDA or P two groups, here's some good information for you. Yeah, yeah. So just a, a quick little framework. We talked about improving e commerce performance. Um, as a company, we really look at e-commerce as an and to your business, not an other. Sometimes people kind of look at it as like this other aspect of their business. And we really look at it as um, a very important aspect of your existing brick and mortar business. And sometimes you kind of look at it as like maybe another location. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So, I mean, it all kind of starts with a good website, right? It does. Yeah. And that was that was the uh, once you got us going, that was the first session that I got to mm-hmm. talk about. So we talked about a bunch of things. And I think one of the things that got a lot of questions or a few things that got a lot of questions. And, and by the way, we just real quick, we talked about um, the homepage. What mm-hmm. is a good homepage made up of? The catalog, why a catalog is important, how it needs to be tied to your store data so that consumers can tell what you have in stock and what your price is and how you should be tied into your supply chain. Uh, We talked about internal landing pages, so good content for organic search or SEO and for paid search destinations. Mm -hmm. And then we finished off with some talk about settings so that the consumers see what they need to see and have the options they expect to have. Mm -hmm. But some of the great things that came out of that were about um, the design of things because, you know, in the past, people say a lot of our websites look alike. It's certainly true that they could, uh, but it's also true that there's a lot of flexibility within our template publisher and the theme editors to make a lot of difference. And then a question came up about customization. And so we spent a fair amount of time on that. So I thought we'd talk about that real quick mm-hmm. um, because it's not just um, the design. It's not just a play pretty. There's actually some, with a lot of the projects we work on, an awful lot of work behind the scenes that goes into those custom projects. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's, you know, kind of the the research we do in order to determine the design, that's a, that's a piece. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of a kind of building that framework again. I think we we touched about on the the magic word SEO, magic. Yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah. Um but we do a lot of content planning, which is mm-hmm. always even if we're not going to do a lot of work on internal page content, we always start with content planning and that's about identifying the pages we need to be working on, getting rid of old content, old content that nobody's paying attention to needs to be gotten rid of. 
Um, and then getting a plan together for how do we improve all of the page content, the homepage and internal page content, so that it's attractive for search because it can make a huge difference in organic search, which is the SEO part everybody asks about. It's funny, somebody asked us about SEO. And I think my response was something like, everything we do is SEO because it's, it's not yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's, it's not a thing. Yeah, it's not a simple answer. Um, there's so much that happens kind of behind the scenes based on like the, and it, we could just throw so much jargon out there of like, oh, yeah. what, like schema and um, metadata and all of those things. It's like from the from the, the structure of our catalog that you see throughout the Workstand kind of ecosystem um, and across all websites, it starts there and it kind of builds on that. So it's, it's, um, it's complicated. It's honestly probably a little bit beyond my knowledge. Yeah, same, but it's just not a thing. It's a lot no. of things. Yeah, and so yeah. everything we do has to do with that. And it, certainly with these custom projects, we go through looking at content because it's important. That's the data that um, a consumer decides if it's valuable or not. And, mm -hmm. and once they do decide it's valuable, their behavior with valuable content and the way they spend time with it tells a search engine if that's worth serving up again. So we spend a lot of time on that uh, because of organic search and because if you're doing paid search, you want good places to send those results to. Mm -hmm. um, but then we also spend a lot of time talking about sales metrics because these projects, while you can accomplish a lot of these things with the stock templates, if you're an advanced retailer that both in store, you have an advanced process around your team and how they sell and online, you want to compete at the highest level so that your business is tailored to uh, together because consumers just don't make a distinction anymore between, well, I'm going to go shop online or I'm going to go shop in a store. They're just shopping. So these custom projects allow us to bring those things together and, and specifically for each store's situation, dial in and, and improve metrics like average order value, um, revenue per session, conversion rates, those kind of things. And, and, and really it makes a difference in both online traffic and in store traffic. Cause again, the consumers don't differentiate. They're just shopping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Anything else that kind of goes into, or that we didn't adjust with um, just website design, SEO, SEM. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that um, comes up is people will say, Oh, I saw this site and I like this site. And mm. they'll usually reference one of the projects we've done. And I always remind them that's great. And we can certainly use that as inspiration as we develop what yours is going to be. But remember that custom project was what that client wanted and needed. And there might be external, out even out of the bike industry, even great examples of websites that we can use as inspiration. So don't limit yourself. When you think about these custom projects, there, there are, I don't, I'm not going to say there aren't any limits because I guess there's always a limit somewhere, but there are very few limits to what we can do with these projects. Mm -hmm. And the goal is just to give you an idea. We'll have clients come to us that have longstanding stores They've done a really good job uh, building their website over the last six or eight or 10 years to support that local business. But as time has gone on, they want to grow the online portion, the sales that actually come through the website outside of their geographic region. And the website's just not set up for that. And so we'll help them reconfigure that to, to appeal to all consumers because they've had this focus on the local market where that's it's done a really good job for them, and they've generated significant online sales because of that. Mm -hmm. But if you really back up and say, I need to get all consumers that are just shopping, sometimes that's a different approach. That's one of those things we can really help with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think before we move on to data management, I really liked what you said about just 
kind of paying attention to what uh, maybe some other retail companies are doing even outside of the bike industry, kind of mm-hmm. coming back to what Lauren talked about um, during the presentation with email marketing is as you're developing your marketing for your small business, just keep an eye on like what speaks to you. Yeah. Is there, you know, maybe it's an email from one of the brands you carry, like I think Specialized does some great emails or maybe it's another major national retailer like REI, but just kind of keep an eye out like, oh, that layout was nice. This hat, like just kind of take a note of what of what speaks to you. That's a great tip. I mean, what what worked on you? What got your yeah, interest going? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that we end up talking about in these is data management. Mm-hmm. And that's super important. The question that usually comes up and it came up in this meeting yesterday, yeah. which I thought was great because I people are scared to ask this question, but um, I think the way the, the fellow phrased it was, you know, our, our data in the stores, it's not great. Our POS data is not, not great. Good news is nobody's is perfect. Yes. <laughs> there, so don't, don't let, uh, what was the old saying? Don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Um, yeah, prog- yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. That's, that's Ryan's line and it's yeah. good. It's, it's mm-hmm. important and nobody's data is perfect. And, and his other question was, doesn't it make more sense for me to just try and manage my website product catalog separately? And the, the answer is no. Uh, and mainly because frankly, that's a ton of work, Yeah, which is why we built synchronization with a bunch of different point of sale systems so that you can manage that data in one place. So, you know, the answer to that question was, it's okay. Nobody's data is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes mistakes happen. Consumers understand that. It's not the end of the world if if that bad data results in a sale. It's a sales opportunity to say, hey, unfortunately, this thing's not here. I've got this one that's as good or better. How about this one? That's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of work to manage a catalog on a website and that's why we have a catalog team and that's why we have sync with point of sale systems and that's why we have synchronization with 40 warehouses in the u.s and half a dozen or so or more in canada mm-hmm. so you don't have to do all that work so don't worry if the data is not perfect work on it it's good mm-hmm. to work on it but what's Absolutely. really weird is our point of sale sync will actually help with that it's a little painful at first but you can work around all sorts of bad data in a store but when we use it to populate a website that hundreds or thousands of people a day look at, they'll find all the mistakes for you and you can just go fix them. And so yes. after 90 days or so, you got pretty good data. <laughs> is that is that what you mean about it being a little painful at first? It's kind of it's just a, like yeah. the, the upfront maintenance of just kind of making sure things are mapping correctly. Variations are variating. They're variating, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it, it does happen like that. As soon as we connect it, we're going to look at the pending mapping report and go, oh, okay, here's 60 SKUs that are duplicated or triplicated because mm-hmm. somebody wasn't thinking or they didn't have a good process for receiving inventory in. And so there's three different SKUs using the same UPC code. That's nice, quiet cleanup. Nobody really can see that. That's good. But then there'll still be things that aren't just right. You know, a crank set from a few years ago that you sold that didn't get taken out of inventory correctly. Mm-hmm. So it shows up mm-hmm. on the website. Somebody sees it, tries to buy it, calls, you don't have it. That kind of stuff's a little painful, but it does give you an opportunity to meet a new customer, to uh, move them to something you can sell them, and correct that data. So very quickly, it's almost like a rolling cycle count that just happens with thousands of people helping you get your data right. So (laughs) it's a little painful at first, very beneficial in the long run. Yeah. Does that bring us to our point of sale? Yeah, and that's it was a good time to bring that up because you know we built our point of sale 
because a large portion of the bicycle market is underserved in that way. They either don't have a point of sale or digital point of sale system, or they or they have an outdated or or one that's just not modern. With our connectivity is not good with it. And people had asked us, our clients had asked us for years to build a point of sale because we're awfully close. If you mm-hmm. look at the way we manage data and, and the ins and the outs, it's we, we see how much is there because we're connected to other point of sale systems. But we certainly didn't think that we'd add this one and you know be a player across the world in the bike business right away. But for the uh, the one main reason I want to talk about today is for the the merchants that were uh, building this for those that are underserved, it's ready. And it can be a great solution for you. So if you're hearing this stuff about point of sale data and catalogs and you're thinking, I don't have a point of sale system, we do. And and we've made it simple because it doesn't have to be complicated. So uh, reach out and, you know, ping me at mark.s or info at workstand and Brian or I can walk you through it. It doesn't matter if you're currently a workstand client or not. We've got options to just use the point of sale part of this, or if you already have a WorkStand website, uh, take a look because it's in there now. It's yep. part of the subscription. The The subscription price doesn't change because we added these features. They're just features we added. So take a look, particularly look at things like how easy it is to ring up a sale in the store and the power of being able to see into the supply chain while you're doing that and see what's available at which supplier. And it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And our our success team has done a really great job of creating new help center articles. So if you go to our help center and just search POS, you'll get, I mean, a, it's all, it's a nice kind of all mapped out if you want to start just kind of start dipping your toes in. Yeah. And um, they also have worked really hard and we spent a lot of time before we made it publicly available working on the onboarding process. Yeah. Now, how do we, how do we get all that data from one POS to the other. And how do we get some customer names and addresses and phone numbers over and that kind of stuff. So it's it's ready for you if you have no solution. Uh, although I've been surprised at the number of folks that have other solutions that you, we would think were a little more sophisticated for the for what we're ready for just at the moment. Uh, but, you know, it turns out I don't think everybody uses all the complicated pieces and parts. And, mm-hmm. and so anyway, we hope to make it simple. We hope to make it much more affordable because we don't actually charge extra for the POS features. Um, and we hope to be an option for folks. And and it, it, it's the focus of a lot of our, not all of it, but a lot of our development in the coming year will be improving those features. So if you have an interest in that, let us know. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. So that I think was we kind of half covered the tech tip right then. We did. Maybe just, uh, just because it's a nice little like segment, should we just do a quick, like we kind of, I don't know. What yeah, do we'll, we'll just cover it. So the tech tip this week is if you're already a WorkStand client, these POS features are there. So take yep. a look. You, uh, if you're if you're digging in, the simplicity of ringing things up is great. Uh, but if you're a little more advanced, think about the way purchase orders work because you can see all of your enabled suppliers from every point in, in the software. Mm-hmm. And so when you're building a PO, you're able to look into, you know, what JBI has or what has, what specialized or whoever has in stock, build those POs appropriately. You can also easily see what's been put on special order at the register. So you make sure you collect those and get those ordered. It's, it's really powerful. And you, you might find, and I think a few folks have, that these features are useful even if you don't intend to stop using the existing POS system you have just because nobody else can really look into the supply chain like we can. 
I don't yeah, know why I I've got this cable up like this. Flapping <laughs> it around. <laughs> um, I think that's an excellent point, though, that this you can utilize some of these features that we've built as as part as intended to be part of a POS system, but you don't have to use it as your POS system. If you're also using Lightspeed, you can mm-hmm. dabble in some of these features if it just helps you kind of, yeah, get more visibility into the supply chain. I think that's yeah, I think so. really helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think that's all we've got for this Tuesday. Yeah. Next week, next time around, not next week. Now I keep forgetting we're not going every week, but next time around, we're going to have uh, a guest on, hopefully, yeah. Julie from the agency. And uh, she's mm-hmm. got a blog post she's been working on about spring marketing. Yes. Yeah. Great time. Help kind of map out your season. Yeah. Good times around the work stand. Well, until then, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see you around the work stand. We'll see you. Mm-hmm.